Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does. The weekend is here. We are in the air everywhere. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond the power of podcasting eight days a week now because four hours are not enough on the overnight. And this is a special, not interview, but 
we, we like having people we, we somewhat know or fans of on the podcast. And so I am joined yet again uh, by David Gascon, west of the 405. He's right over there, and he's with us again, as uh, he is most weekends, almost every weekend. In fact, I don't think you've missed a show, so that would be every weekend. Yeah, uh, I'd like to, to give a special shout-out to, uh, to myself. Uh, it's, my, it's, <laughs> it's my anniversary. Um, really? It's... Uh, I didn't know you were married. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. I wasn't invited to the wedding. You know what? Uh, you were on the record this time last year, 2019, when you said that David Gascon will be the Andrew Luck of this podcast. I will abruptly just quit yeah. and leave in the middle of the year, and yeah, I have yeah. now made it one year on Congratulations. this Ragdoll you know podcast. <laughs> Give me another fucking round of applause. <laughs> oh, wow. What a douche. King of the douches right there. Let me, you know what? I'm going to give you a golden ticket. Congratulations. You get a golden ticket. And I'm going to give you a lifetime supply of nothing, which I think this podcast is providing you. So you get a lifetime supply of nothing and a trip to nowhere, round trip yeah, to nowhere. That's good. And that is void as long. It's only eligible until nowhere Oklahoma opens up an airport and then it's no longer no longer available. Well, I'm happy yeah. to report, though, that when I go on this trip to nowhere, I'm going to bring three suits with me. My my regular three-piece suit, my <laughs> hazmat suit, and now, because of California, I will also bring my fire suit. Yes, so. yes. You know, as a little kid, I wanted to be like every little kid. You want to be a police officer, and then you want to be a fireman, and right. vice versa, and when you're a little kid. And so I wanted to be a fireman at one point, and now like I'm surrounded by fire. <laughs> I am surrounded. It is raining ash from the heavens. The sky is orange. It yeah. looks like we've moved to Mars. It is. It is wild. Yeah, it is crazy living in California these days. And uh, the whole, you can't go anywhere. Everything's burning. It's you pay outrageous taxes. It's really paradise. It really is. Uh, it's just the, the greatest place on earth, California. Yeah, we just get we get buildings on fire because of protests, peaceful protests. We have cities on fire because of gender reveals. Um, like what else could go wrong in this fucking year? Uh, well, don't ask, Gascon. Don't ask because we can get that. We, that that could that could come here soon. Uh, yeah. Oh, those are your pills over yeah, there. Yes, you got your, yeah, you got your pills. There you go. You're you're ready to go. Wow. Uh, all right. So uh, before we get to the man of the hour here, that's in the center square. Uh, we're excited about this. I am really fired up because he's one of my, my, my favorite people in radio and a former colleague of mine. I'm so happy that I know him as a friend. Uh, and so we'll have uh, Tony Bruno on in a minute. But Cameo.com, Gascon. Cameo.com. Uh, you want a personal shout-out? Let me tell you something. One of the coolest things happened to me in the last week, uh, and I've not talked about this at all. I didn't mention it on the radio show and all that. Uh, so on Cameo, uh, I got a very special Cameo request. Uh, this is about 10 days ago or so now. And I, didn't, I didn't bring it up. Uh, and it was from from Jason and Morgan. And uh, Morgan, uh, Jason's a big fan of the show, and Morgan's like, you know, she puts up with it. Uh, and then Jason, I, I guess they have a, they have a baby coming, um, a miracle baby, uh, a girl, 
and I got to give Jason the news via cameo. How cool is oh, this? Oh, that's pretty awesome. That was that's like a great honor. Wow, that's a tremendous honor to have that that that, that Morgan would would pick me, and it was really cool. I I really didn't want to fuck that one up because that's a big one. Um, when you find out you're going to have a, a daughter and and be a, a girl dad and all that is so cool. So I was really that was that was like the the neatest thing that I've been able to do with cameo. It was really neat. Now and, you uh, should temper your excitement because now that you've done that, you're probably going to get someone from the Mallard militia that's ready to have a baby, and they'll probably call you while giving birth. <laughs> yeah, well there you go. Well that see that can only do on the radio. You can do that. I have had guys over the years that have called up and uh, you know and announced while smoking the cigar <laughs> that they their child has arrived, uh, which is which is neat. And it's uh, th- this guy in Phoenix that's been listening a long time. Uh, and I remember when he called up. I was doing a show with Jason Smith on the weekends in yeah. the early days of Fox Sports Radio, and he had his first child was born, and the kids now like. You know, 19 or 18 or 19 years old. I'm like, holy crap. Damn. The kid's out of high school. I'm like, wow, that is uh, that is wild. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Cameo.com, Ben Maller. You want a personalized video shout-out? I would love to do it, and uh, it'd be great. And we also have, uh, as well, I uh, guess, you know, before we bring Tony in here, uh, the Benny versus the Penny has moved over to YouTube. And, Excited. Uh, yeah, we, we'll put that on Facebook. It should be on there. If it's not, we'll make sure it's on there and, and, and Twitter. And there's two ways. Now, this is a test, Gascon, right? Yes. Because let me, let me explain. So so the deal with this is a lot of you guys have been saying, I want to watch some video. And I put out these little video vignettes uh, for the radio show. But this is something different. This is a live video, like a television broadcast on the internet. Yes. Which is what YouTube is. And, uh, and so... Benny versus the Penny. We're going to test this out. We we had it on the radio for years. I did it on the radio for, for years. We, last year we did it on the podcast, and we did very good numbers on the podcast. A lot of people loved Benny versus the Penny. So we want to see how it'll do on the video format, and we'll, it's a test. And you guys have been a lot of you have been saying you wanted to see some video stuff, so we're going to test it out. Uh, obviously, today is the the maiden voyage here on nine eleven. Uh, of this for week one, the Sunday-Monday card in the NFL. But I'm excited. I want to see how this goes, and I, I got a, I got some new equipment in here to to make it look good, so we'll see what works. Yeah, and don't forget, last season, to the first three weeks, you actually you went scorched earth, no pun intended, but yeah. you, went, you went 11-5, and five, I think, the first two, two of three weeks. In yeah, yeah, I did very well. This is the hardest year, though, to handicap the NFL oh, yeah. with no real read on any. Just have the depth chart. You have no feel for <laughs> and, exhibition and, and none of that stuff. And no home field advantage at all. That's right. Yeah. You can take you throw that out. So this is going to be the hardest year ever. Hopefully, I will not drown. Uh, <laughs> but uh, could you imagine we finally do the video thing, and then I uh, I go like one one win for the weekend or something. That's my nightmare. But uh, we we will see what happens. But enough about that. Yes, yeah, not about us. It's not about us, Gascon. It is about the man of the hour, a legend, one of the forefathers of modern sports radio. If you're a fan of sports talk radio, whether it's Fox Sports Radio where I do where I do my business or any of these networks, Tony Bruno is an OG. This guy started ESPN Radio when that network launched and then started Fox Sports Radio when Fox Sports Radio took off. Now, we had Tony on a couple of weeks ago, and that was not a – was it a month ago? I don't know. It was a while. It was it was not that long ago we had Tony on. And he had launched – he was about to launch his Sirius XM radio show, 
And it was Tony Bruno's show with Harry Mays, a couple of of Philadelphia guys, and they'd worked together in the past, local radio in Philadelphia, and they do a good show uh, together. And so uh, Tony was excited about that. We were excited for Tony. He's a friend, uh, and we're very happy for him. Well, uh, Tony had his show pulled from from, uh, Satellite Radio and uh, also something called Sports Map Radio where his show – was on. He had made uh, some comments about LeBron James that were then reported in a hatchet job by Deadspin, a takedown piece uh, on on Tony Bruno, and that that ended everything. Uh, Tony's been in the business my entire life. Tony's been. I grew up listening to Tony on the radio, and I was a huge fan uh, when I first heard Tony. And he, you know, Miss Robin's been with him for a long time now, uh, and all that. So. I really wanted to get Tony on. And many of you have reached out and said, hey, give me the inside skinny. I got to get Tony on. We got to find out what's going on here with Tony. I wanna, I'm want i upset. You know, you love Tony as well. And I love Tony. And I, I, I like listening to him. So uh, let's bring in now from uh, the mean streets of Philadelphia, one of the legends of talk radio, uh, Tony Bruno joins us here on the fifth hour. So Tony, uh, kind of for those that are, I, I gave a brief synopsis, but for those that are not up to speed, I, I just gave a little bit. Kind of walk us through exactly how this all went down. Well, I was goofing off on the air like I always do, and people have listened to me for 50 years on the radio know that I approach sports with fun. I deal with things that are important when they are, like 9 11, which we're uh, celebrating the 19th anniversary of. I was on the air when the, the worst thing in our lifetime happened. And I know how to transition from serious stuff to fun stuff, and that's what I've always done. And you know this, Ben, because we go way back. And so I was goofing off talking about the NBA and talking about LeBron James and the one picture of him where he's reading the Malcolm X book, and then there was a collage of four pictures of LeBron reading four different books, and they were all open to the first page. So I was goofing off about, you know, LeBron James is lecturing everybody on why we should uh, worry about this and that, but he ignores China and the whole... Uyghur Muslims who are making shoes for him. And I don't like to get into politics, but I was just talking about the hypocrisy of athletes that you can't criticize. And LeBron's one of those guys. He's a great player. I never criticize his game or whether he should win a championship. That's what he is. He's a basketball player. He has every single right, Ben. Every single right to give opinions. But guess what? So do I, as an American, have a right to give an opinion. Just because he has a lot of high-powered henchmen out there who make sure that anybody who criticizes must be uh, brought to justice. He got a couple of his hacks at Deadspin, which I didn't even know was still around, to do a hit piece on me because I was goofing off about LeBron James and then reading books and then I jokingly said, which was, which in, in hindsight was dumb, but people know that I was, I would never say the NBA players can't read. And that's the quote that was attributed to me in quotation marks, NBA players can't read. I would never say something like that. I was talking about LeBron James and pretending that he was a learned scholar because he has pictures taken of him. He's got the media taking pictures of him reading books, which all are on the first page. Now, I don't know about you, Ben, but when I sit down and I'm reading a book, I tend to get bypassed the first page, but I don't care. If he doesn't want to do it, that's fine. But this whole, they got to put LeBron on the pedestal stuff, I was never a part of that. I don't rip the guy personally. I don't care what he does with his life. I'm not a Laker fan or a Laker hater. I was there in L.A. for all the Kobe and Shaq era. So anyway, that became a, we got to get Tony Bruno. When I said it on my show two Mondays ago, I didn't even realize it. 
The people in the studio didn't realize it. The people listening on Sirius XM and Sports Map Radio, nobody called, nobody on Twitch, where there's live audience interaction, said, oh my God, did you hear what Tony said? Two days later, all of a sudden, Deadspin out of nowhere puts out the hit piece on me, and that's what happens when you put out a hit piece and people don't know you. The people that don't know you are the first to jump on board. And the, the most disappointing thing to me, Ben, was people in the media. There were people in the media when Sirius and, and, and Sports Map Radio immediately took me off the air and said that they weren't going to put me back on. And so I was surprised because I thought Sirius would have my back and look into it, or Sports Map would have my back and look into it before making a decision. But they made a knee-jerk decision, and that's their, that's their call. I'm not saying that they didn't. They they don't have a right to do what they want. And you know how it is. It's a toxic world. If somebody thinks that you know advertisers, I lost DraftKings and all of my sponsorships. I'm not crying as a victim here. I just think that we live in a world where only certain people can get away with stuff. And the whole white privilege thing. I guess that I guess my white privilege card must have been burned in one of the riots out there. So, Tony, that's that's amazing. So you did the show. You said what you said. Nobody listening. Nobody complained. And then days later, this guy, some bozo at Deadspin, writes a story. And then that's that's all it took. No, you'd think it would work the other way, right? If people were were complaining right away, you got no negative feedback at all, right? No, I wasn't even aware that there was a controversial statement. No, you know, you go back, and then they, of course, the Deadspin guy posts the whole thing without context. And again, what I said was not smart, but it's not, it's hardly uh, a condemnation of being called a racist. And that's the one word, Ben, that everybody knows. If you throw the racist word out there, especially against a white guy who has no history of racism other than a stupid tweet that I never even said on the air, but has been attributed to me as something that I said when I never did. When you do spoken word, as you know, for decade after decade, you know, I know what I am and everybody who knows me knows who I am, but being called a racist is one thing that you can never, ever disprove or prove. So the onus is on me and the people who don't know and read these stories and come after me. And as I mentioned, there's some prominent media people in sports who are dancing on my grave. That's the thing. I can get idiots on Twitter and Facebook and all these people who don't know, and that's all they do. They go on there because it's a cesspool. And I don't care about being criticized or people disagreeing with me. But when you got media people, who are out there like happy and media people, by the way, and I'm not going to name them who have had their own issues and keep getting jobs and then jump on my grave when I have my two jobs canceled <laughs> from me. That's the ultimate in hypocrisy in this industry. No, I agree. Listen, I, I love you, man. And I, and I've known you for years and, and everyone that's worked with you. And I've talked to people, we've talked about this, you know, cause it's obviously been a big story in the radio business and everyone's like, Tony's the greatest guy in the world. This is such, it's so ridiculous. And as, as you know, better than me, Tony, you do a three or a four hour show a day and you know, you're just, you're just rifting, you know, every once in a while, you're going to say something maybe you shouldn't say or whatever. Uh, but the, the LeBron thing, the thing that, that puzzles me, uh, Tony, is this. Like, I, I believe LeBron was asked about the book, right? Wasn't he? And he he said he hadn't read it yet, right? It wasn't that thing. And then, and then I remember a couple years ago in the playoffs with Cleveland, LeBron had said that he, he watched uh, like the Godfather movies to get ready for the playoffs. Remember the playoff series? And then when a reporter asked him his favorite scene in The Godfather, he, he couldn't remember one. Like this, so it's not it's not outrageous stuff, but yet, but yet, you know, you say it, and it's like we're off to the races. It's just it's just crazy. And as far as the media people, Tony, 
Uh, I'm, I agree with you. It's, it's the grave dancing. It's that mob mentality. And these guys are in the media. You'd think you'd advocate for other media people and support other media people. It's absurd. But at least you now know who the, who the phonies are, Tony. That's the good thing, right? Yeah, and again, I'm not going to, uh, even if they get fired, when people get fired in any business, whether it's a poor guy at the restaurant who had to close his business down, you know, but I'm really solid on sports this year, not because of what happened to me, but, you know, we went through a year now where obviously we've never gone through anything like this before. You know, and I went back on the air when the pandemic started, when there was no sports to talk about, and that's why Sirius hired me and said, hey, if there's anybody you can put on the air to talk about sports when there's no sports to talk about, you know, you're the guy. So Steve Cohen, I don't have any problems with that, uh, with, uh, with the, the people at Sirius. Jeff, you, you know, the, the guys, Steve Cohen and all the people at, uh, at uh, Sirius have been great to me. So I'm not a guy. I don't tell people, hey, go out there and cancel, uh, cancel your lives. I don't do that. I don't tell people. People make their own decisions. I don't say, hey, look what they've done to me. I'm not bad-mouthing the companies. Companies do what they have to do. They have to protect their, you know, they have to protect the NBA. They have to protect uh, LeBron James, and I get it. That's the way the corporate world works. But the instantaneous knee-jerk decision to destroy someone's career—that's uh, a little—that's disappointing because I don't want to end on while well, Tony Bruno went out and about time he got fired. That guy's a racist, you know. And that's the kind of stuff that disappoints me more than anything else, Ben. But and Tony, how how fast you said right away that once the the story on uh, Deadspin went, you, you were off the air. Like, did, was there any negotiation or like, how does that work? Like, did they call you? Did they send an email or they just, they just pulled the plug? How, how exactly did that all go down? So it happened, I guess on a Monday show. And then Wednesday, the Deadspin thing appears out of nowhere. I had no idea. And then people, I start, saw my Twitter feed and people were like, Oh my God, Tony Brewer was a racist. Fire him. And so obviously when, when you get the whole uproar of people reading Deadspin and people in the media obviously see it first, and then people on Twitter read Deadspin, and Deadspin kept retweeting the story like every three hours to make sure that everybody saw it. And that's fine, that's their business. You know, they're trying to get clicks. But if you read it, you'll see the guy who wrote it. The first words out of it, well, the first thing is a quote tweet that I said, NBA players can't read. And he puts that in quotations, which is obviously fraud. And then he starts off his column with, F you in the entire words, not just F you. The first two words are F you, Tony Bruno. And then he goes in and, and does a hatchet job. I don't even know the guy, and I don't care about the guy, but the bottom line is that just shows you right there that this is this was a concerted effort to bury someone. So that was on Wednesday, and so I see the story and I rip Deadspin on the air. The next day, Thursday, I come, I come down into my basement, I got a studio here to get ready for the Thursday show. I get a call saying that, we're not going to do a show today. We're taking you off the air. We're not covering. Well, I didn't even know. We actually started doing the show on Twitch. And then people were calling and saying, hey, you're not on Sirius today. You're not on Sirius. And I didn't even realize it. So I did my show as normal on Twitch and then found out after the show that uh, they wanted to talk to me on Friday. Now, be setting this up, I had planned a vacation back in June on the Saturday uh, to go to Florida for a week with Miss Robin. So obviously, so that on Friday morning, we get a call and saying, hey, you know what, from, uh, from Sirius, we're not gonna carry the show anymore, we're not gonna say anything about it. Sports map uh, didn't say anything about it, so I went on vacation. Uh, no one knew it, because the following Monday, when I wasn't supposed to be on the air anyway, because I was on vacation, my show wasn't on and nobody said anything. So I was away on vacation and speculation started, oh, Brewer got fired and he took off and now he's not coming back. My vacation was planned, so it's not one of those they fired me on a Friday and I wasn't back on Monday kind of deal. So anyway, the bottom line is, I'm not, I'm not crying the victim. 
I'm not angry. I don't have any bad things to say about Deadspin. Well, the Deadspin's garbage. I mean, that's that's without question. In fact, I didn't even know they came back into business. But if you read Deadspin, it's just a bunch of a bunch of strapper writers, bitter, broken guys trying to make a name for themselves, going after people and trying to destroy careers. If that's what their job is and they're happy doing that, God bless them. But I'm not going to let them determine and, and just determine what my career is and what my life's been all about Tony, for 50 years in this business. And Tony, speaking of that, so now what are you doing after this all went down? I mean, you go from SiriusXM and Twitch to, to what now? To nothing right now. You know, David, I'm not, I'm just, you know, like I'm, I told you, I'm soured on, I'm not soured on sports because I'm, I was, I was fired from two jobs. I just think that the way sports has conducted itself this year, and again, they can do whatever they want. I don't care if they want to protest. I don't care if they want to kneel. It's not about that stuff. They want to kneel, kneel. I just think that the, the way the sports has now become, because remember, go back to 9-11, mm-hmm. and you guys were around, Andrew Siciliano and I were doing the morning show at Fox Sports Radio, and, you know, we were goofing off, and then we got serious because the world was coming going crazy. So I know how to deal with tragedy. I know how to deal with things that are important and get serious when it's time. But now we're here, we go fast forward almost 20 years, 19 years exactly later, and uh, all of a sudden sports, which was the great divide, which was the great thing that brought us back. Remember, 9-11 happens, people are calling sports shows, and we wanted to find out what was going on. Is it still safe to fly? Is it still safe to do this? And then what was the one thing people were waiting to come back? Sports. We wanted sports to come back so we can escape the world of politics and wars and all this other stuff. Now you fast forward because the political world is going crazy and everybody's going to take a side. Now all of a sudden, sports is dividing us. Sports is not the place we go to to feel good about ourselves. The only people watching sports now are gambling degenerates, and that's fine, and you're rooting for your teams. That's all good. But the bottom line is, sports was a way to get away from the noise. Comedy shows were a way to get away from the real world. Now you put on a comedy show, you put on sports, and you can't get away from this stuff. That's the thing to me that's the most disappointing, and it sort of soured me. I don't hate sports. I just don't feel, I don't feel as excited as I did. And this was way prior to this incident. It's just that I think sports, and everybody's so obsessed with politics, and, you know, we got to root for Trump, we got to root for Biden that they're getting away from the purpose of what they're doing. They're playing games to entertain us. And when people aren't entertained and you see the ratings, and I don't tell people not to watch, I don't tell people don't watch sports, don't support the NFL, hate LeBron, I just give my own opinions. And the problem now, as you guys know, when you give your own opinion, uh, you, you can't give an opinion if the majority of the people don't agree with it. That's the amazing part of the so-called free speech era when we should have more free speech than ever, and now we have less free speech than ever. So what do you think happens after November the 3rd? I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be riots. I don't know if Trump wins, if there'll be riots. If Biden wins, things calm down. I have no idea. I just know that I can't wait till this is over. <laughs> I mean, this has been the, and I've been around politics a long time. I've been with five presidents. So and I, I used to do local reporting. I've covered elections. So I was a political science major. That doesn't make me a political expert, but I would consider myself a little more political savvy than a lot of people who yell, yell at me on Twitter because they don't agree with my political views. I mean, even now, people say, you know, I don't agree with you politically, Tony, but I think they did. I don't care if you agree with me politically. I'm not a political guy. I don't make a dime from politics. I don't represent any political party. I've never been a Republican. And, I'm, and I've been a Democrat, but I don't care about either party. So 
It's about everybody has to pigeon toe you into being, you're a guy, you're a Trumpster. Oh my God, you're right wing. How can you be on the radio? That kind of idiotic mindset that's out there where it doesn't matter anymore what you think. And, and you, they, you, you may as well be in the KKK, the way people treat somebody that they disagree with anymore. It's absolutely absurd. Well, and, and Tony, I, to spin off that, and, and obviously everyone is doing sports radio is yapping about what's going to happen with sports, you know, when, when, with the ratings and all that. What does your gut tell you? You've been around a long time. You're like, what's the end game on this? Is it, My theory, Tony, I want to run this by you. So my theory is that the real litmus test is going to be when fans are allowed back in the stadiums. Because uh, I, I have a feeling that the, the, the players kneeling and all the activism, fans in in the stadium are not going to be receptive to this in certain cities. It's going to be there's going to be blowback, and I to me that's the ultimate test on how long this continues. Because it, it's one thing to kneel if you're in an empty arena and no one's booing you, but it's going to be different once you have the stadiums opened up again after the pandemic and people are there and can react to it and. And we saw with the Kaepernick thing in 2016 that there were boos raining down for NFL players. What do you do? You think that's going to happen? Number one and number two, how will the sports world react to it? Well, I think the sports world. I mean, people will come back once once the pandemic is over, and hopefully it will. Once they start playing, they're going to put people in the stands in some of these games, and it seems like everybody's doing the same thing. The first couple of home games in the NFL, in particular, you know, they're they're not going to allow fans in most cities, and then they're going to start bringing fans in. And that's you know, it's like everything else. We'll eventually get back to normal. I don't know what the new normal is because we, you know, nine eleven, everything changed too. The way we get on airplanes, the way we travel, where we go. So the world's always changing, so I don't have a problem with change. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Do I think people will still be upset if the guys kneel? Yeah. The people who are upset with that, do I care whether they kneel or not? No. I have a flag of my dad sitting right in front of me that was handed to me when he was buried as a military veteran who served in World War II and jumped out of airplanes. So I don't want any lectures from NBA players or hockey players or football players or baseball players on about what it means to be an American and what the flag means to me. But I don't put that out there and tell everybody you don't have a right to your opinion. You can disagree. You can hate the flag. You can hate the country. I just love the country. My mom's an immigrant. She's still alive. God bless her at 96. She knows what she's been through more than anybody you can ever imagine (laughs) when you think about things going through time and all the changes in the world. So do I think fans will go back? Absolutely. Do I think fans will still watch sports? Absolutely. As long as there's gambling, as long as there's fans whose teams are doing well, because it still will be an escape. We'll get through all this nonsense, and then people will get back to normal, hopefully. That's what I want. I don't want sports to go out of business. I want the NBA to fold. I just know that there are a lot of people suffering out there, and the people who are suffering are not the athletes who are still signing gazillion-dollar contracts every day and complaining about what their hotel accommodations are in Orlando. Those are the people that don't get it. When you're complaining about your room in Orlando, when people have no businesses and have lost their livelihood, and are depressed and are killing themselves and taking drugs to try to get through life. Nobody wants to hear athletes complaining about hotel accommodations. That's just <laughs> normal common sense. It has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with human nature. I don't. I don't. I don't relish people suffering. I don't. You know, other than joking around about the Cowboys losing, and you say, "Yeah, the Cowboys lost." That's not the kind of vitriol we're seeing. No. We're saying, yeah, your business went out of You're a bad guy. I hope you go out of business. I'm going to come down there and beat you up. I'm going to burn down your business because I'm mad at something. That's the kind of lunacy I never thought we'd see in this country. 
Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Tony. I agree with you. And, and, and the other thing, you were well speaking of Orlando, you were there. What was it like traveling during the? I guess it's still the pandemic, right? It was still going on. Yeah. Uh, did you fly? It was down? great. I mean, the plane was empty, and everybody's oh, call. What are you doing? You're crazy. You're going to Orlando, Florida. Do you realize you're going to die? How are you going to get on an airplane? <laughs> you know how I got on an airplane safely? I had a mask. I had everything. I had antiseptic. I had everything else that I needed. I got on a plane, the plane was half empty, we landed, I got into a rental car, it was all sanitized, I went to Disney, got into a hotel, it was all clean, everything's marked off, six feet apart, all the, and you know Disney's gonna do it right, they're not gonna put people in danger, so it was absolutely great, and it was eerie, but there was nobody there, I'm walking down Main Street, USA, now this is Disney World, not in Disneyland, which I love too when I lived in LA, but I thought it was one of those rare instances where you get to go to a place, and, and actually go on the rides and not have to stand in line for two hours. So while it was weird, it was also one of those, wow, I'll never be able to do this again, go to a vacation. And you know, people are, what are you gonna do? I love this, I love going to Disney parks. I love getting away from stuff and love seeing people happy and families. I don't, I don't, I don't get my joys watching people suffer. So it was really interesting and it was a great week. The weather was hot, went to Universal and did the kind of things that I like to do as a 60 year old kid at heart. And so I thought it was very safe. Uh, I thought, I feel good. I know nothing happened. I know everything was clean. Everything was sanitized. They would give you a little squirt in your hands when you're getting on a ride. When you got off, you got another squirt of sanitizer. You had to wear a mask. So you do the right things and you live your life. And the people who are afraid are the ones who are making the world worse. I mean, you can be afraid, you can be afraid. You don't have to travel, nobody's telling you to do. You know, I know in California they're talking about, they talked about there's not going to be any trick-or-treating in L.A. And then all of a sudden I saw earlier, oh, now they've reversed it. We're not going to tell people they can't trick-or-treat, but if they want to, we don't recommend it. So in other words, politicians are forcing people to do what they think they should do, and then when they realize most people don't want that, well, we don't really, because, you know, there's people selling costumes. There's stores selling candies. You know, this is a kid's thing, and the adults like it, too. So when we get into a world where politicians tell us one day, you can't go out, and then the people are, go crazy, and then all of a sudden they have to backtrack. What is that telling you guys? It tells you that the government's trying to tell us what to do and what to think. We know it's safe. Some people are irresponsible, but the majority aren't. So the majority should be the ones who tell these idiots who run cities and states to stop controlling our lives. Let us be safe. Let us be, let's, let's be responsible with one another. I think, it's, I think people can do things safely, and I think our country's being wrecked by just the power-hungry people who are just trying to tell everybody to stay home, not watch sports, not go to games. These conferences like the Big Ten who had to be ashamed, had to be shamed into doing the right thing when they realized that they were a bunch of idiots. And you guys know the Pac-12 has been a bunch of idiots long before the Big Ten was. Tony, are you getting much, or do you see much engagement, at least, in your local community? I mean, it's one thing for the sports teams to take their initiatives and whatnot. We're talking about, you know, their social injustice causes or what's going on with COVID. But do you have people that are actually, like, engaged in your local area talking about, hey, we need to push back a little bit against our local government to make sure that we do get our businesses back up and running. We need to get people out and open and engaged again. Or is it, are people just... No, I think they I think they are. I think, obviously, the... You know, in my neighborhood, I live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of restaurants and stuff, and a lot of them have gone out of business and won't come back. Right. People want to reopen safely, and some of them have. And when the city tells them here in Philly, the city tells them you can't have outdoor dining, 
you know, those people now what we're trying to do outdoor dining in the summer, and then they finally took it upon themselves and said, we're going to take spots in the street, and we're going to open up outside, and everybody's going to wear a mask, and then the city backed down. Now the city's saying, you know, you can't, we're not going to open up restaurants until the end of September now for indoor dining. Yet there are other cities. The mayor went to Maryland to go to a restaurant and eat crab cakes, the mayor of our city here, and somebody took a picture of him, and now all of a sudden he's yelling at them, just like Nancy Pelosi did, yelled at the, uh, the, the stylist when she went in and got her hair done when everybody's supposed to be wearing masks. So the hypocrisy of politicians is a joke. And we have a governor and a, and a mayor here in Philly who basically are telling people what they can and can't do, and most people are reasonable. But when you start destroying people's lives and livelihoods, and you pay no consequences as a result, they get angry. But the problem in Philly is people worry about getting shot every night. I mean, it's the big cities, there's mostly protest uh, for whatever else they think it is, but nobody's out there saying we want our jobs back or we want to open our businesses. Those protests are not allowed, but if you want to go out there and loot and burn stuff up because you're mad, uh, you can do that. Apparently that doesn't spread any COVID or any of that stuff in this town. And it's like that's in a lot of cities, it's not just here. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Tony, I'm going to go back to your, your situation. So legally, I don't know how much you can say and how much you can't say. Uh, are, you, are you pursuing that avenue, Tony, uh, as far as you know, trying to get something, uh, something back? I don't, know what, I don't know how to describe it, but is there a legal action pending regarding your situation? Well, I'm not against. I mean, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not a lawsuit crazy guy. But I've had people, I've had lawyers contact me and say, you know, what Deadspin did was not just journalism. It wasn't just pointing out an injustice. I mean, when they call you a racist and they have the whole world coming out. So I think if there's any litigation to pursue, it would definitely be against Deadspin. But I have lawyers looking at it. As far as Sirius and, you know, Sirius and Sports Map Radio, which used to be SB Nation, you know, they did what they had to do. I mean, it's about you can't, you got to do a knee-jerk thing, you know, because you're worried about, you know, Sirius has a lot of different programming. And they've got the NBA, so they got to protect the NBA. I understand that. So I'm not mad at Sirius. I'm not mad at Sports Map. That's the world we live in right now. But I know, I, I know. Again, I'm not doing one aboutism, but I know there's a lot of people who are on the air who've had multiple chances and have done far more heinous things than I've ever done. And so I just want fairness. I want justice for all. You know, if everybody's called on, everybody's got to be equal. I want equality. Well, there isn't justice for all. And again, I, I accept the consequences of my actions, and I lost my job. But as far as people being accountable for the kind of hit jobs and the kind of things that the, the dead spins of the world do, I don't think they should get away with it, and we'll see what happens. Right, uh, Tony, we're going to wrap this up, but I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, we have a lot of a lot of my guys uh, listen to you, and they loved your show on on Sirius. They've listened to you over the years, and they've been reaching out to me, and they've been like, "Hey, you got to get Tony on. I'm so glad you did this." Number one, number two. Uh, I hope that you can come back at some point, you know, take a break and, and recharge and, and do something down the line. Do you think there's a chance that you will come back maybe in a couple months or in a year from now that you'll do something in, in the radio or podcasting world? I have no idea. I mean, I, had a tw- I still have a Twitch channel, but I haven't gone on the air because I didn't want to go back on this week and just go on the air and start cra- going crazy and having people call me and, and, you know, and have a pity party. I don't want to do that. I don't want to bash serious or bash sports map radio that's not what i want to do you know i'm not a guy who's i appreciate every opportunity i've ever had so i figured it was better not to not to do a show and have people call in and you know and just rip everybody you know it's not my style to criticize Ben, except sports you know we talk about sports and stuff we always do that because that's fun that's the fun part of what we do but the malar militia you know you got a couple guys in there that come after me every once in a while but i think for the most part they're good people 
But no. I don't know. You got a couple of them, Ben, that don't seem to like my uh, my style, and uh, you know that's no, the way it is. They're allowed to not like me. Well, I, I don't know who those people are. I love you, Tony. You're, you're <laughs> great, and uh, you st- you're the you're the OG, the patriarch. You started ESPN Radio, Fox Sports Radio. That is an unbelievable <laughs> resume, man. Uh, listen, good luck, Tony. I hope you if you if you decide to sue, I hope you win, and you should write a book. Also, you should do that. But get back on the podcast. Get on that Twitch channel, Tony. The people want to hear you. Get back and talk. Do your thing, man. Nah, I don't care right now. Let's just start watching sports. Let's get the NFL season going. Let's get some college games going let's try to find something that we can you know come together about in sports and have fun and laugh and enjoy life you got to enjoy life man if you can't enjoy it you know then it's sitting around being miserable every day that doesn't make you feel good you want i always try to find things that make me happy and laugh i don't look for negative stuff negative stuff finds me that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you tony say hi to miss robin for me too take care all right ben love you man dave thank you so much guys thanks for having my back at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 